Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, on August 20th, 2021. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that. The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber of Commerce has been serving the community since 1941. It is an association of businesses, other entities, and individuals organized to encourage a strong local economy and quality of life by promoting commerce, sound government, and an informed membership and community. I'm your host, Joe Terry. You can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. That's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. Joining us as co-host, the president and CEO of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman. Hey, Kelly, how are you today? Good morning, Joe. I'm fantastic. Happy Friday to everybody. Uh, it's yes. our favorite day of yes. the week, Friday. <laughs> our, our favorite day. Friday. Absolutely. Actually, you know, every day kind of is my favorite day. You wake up, you know, you got to seize the day. You never, in my job, you never know what's going to happen. You can have a plan, but then there's always things, you know, that get uh, that pop up, people that pop in, um, you know, needs, wants, you know, demands, <laughs> requests. Um, I have to be very right. flexible. So every day is a different day, which I like. Um, I like, you know, to be busy. I like action. So Fridays is kind of that pause, and I, and I love doing this podcast with you on Friday. It's a nice kind of way to wrap up the week and look forward to the weekend. I can't tell you, Kelly, that there are times when we do the podcast when it's just, you know, it's an ordinary uh, kind of uh uh, event, and then there are other times like that recent uh, mm-hmm. uh, podcast we did with uh, um, the girl who does the uh, the cookies. Yes. Who? What was her name? Catherine Juster, CEO of Cats Cookie Kit. Every once in a while, we know that that not only hits highlights from some kind of, you know, area of business, she is actually part of a huge trend in uh, delivering food to uh, people, you know, kits to make uh, dinners is a huge industry. It was kind of brought on and, and, and in by the pandemic but now I think it's really going to take on a life of its own. People receiving, you know, the ingredients to make a meal, but also the ingredients to make an experience to really sort of enjoy cooking together and making cookies together and her whole sort of vibe and ethic that she has um, in her marketing. That that really got me going. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you must be hungry this morning. Thinking of cookies already. (laughs) (laughs) Cookies and coffee. Hey, maybe that's the next iteration. We talked about, you know, what's next for her. Maybe she can include a little bag of coffee in her cookie cake. (laughs) Okay. Right? That's how it happens, right? right? That's how how things happen. I agree. Catherine Jester is a lovely, lovely, very bright, um, confident young lady, and we were so fortunate to have her in the Young Entrepreneurs Academy um, this year, but in the last class, the graduating class of 2021, and Cat's Cookie Kit is already doing well. She will continue to do well. Um, I look forward to seeing, you know, where she goes to college, what program, if she, you know, chooses an entrepreneurial school at one of the, you know, colleges, and and what she does. She also mentioned that she loves math. Um, you know, it, right. you know what's funny is every you know some people say, oh, you know, baking is such a science. You know, I'm not good at that. And um, 
I guess that's one way to look at it, but I just want to make a statement real quick uh, for anybody who doesn't know this about me. I'm horrible at science. I'm horrible at baking, but I excel. Uh, I'm horrible at science and horrible at math, but I'm excellent at baking. That's my passion is baking. Um, It's my therapy, my passion. I love baking for people. I love, you know, uh, if they walk into my house and they smell it or just when they bite into whatever it is that, you know, I'm taking to mm-hmm. to them to a party or anything or just a surprise, um, <laughs> I get a little, lot of joy. But I am horrible at math and science. So um, newsflash, everybody, you don't have to be a math or science whiz to be a good baker. <laughs> so there is right. hope. Yeah. <laughs> um, you just have to yeah, be I love, uh, I adore good Catherine. at timing. Correct, and a little bit of a flair and willing to experiment. I'm one of those bakers who never follows a recipe. I throw in a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and, you know, I uh, play around with things, which really messes people up when they ask for my recipe. I'm like, I'll give it to you, but just know that it's it's never the same. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, I, yeah, I really love that program, the Young Entrepreneurs Academy. We have so much talent everywhere in the world, but, you know, particularly here in Manhattan Beach in the South Bay, there's so many entrepreneurs, young, older, mid-age, people reinventing themselves, and it's really fun to support that in bright young minds and to help them take their passion and their ideas and develop them. Um, I think that's a lot of fun. Yes. Um, That kind of gives me a really good transition into an event that's happening this weekend. I always love how that happens between us, Joe. Um, there's, kind of, there's a really cool uh, event. There's actually many, many, many events happening this weekend, everybody. So listen up, get your pencils, get ready to click on those links. Um, but uh, one of the many events happening, particularly tomorrow, um, is a, the first, hopefully annual, or first in the area, um, Spicy Green Book Food Market. It's going to be held oh. in conjunction with Connecta Federal Credit Union over on Rosecrans in their big parking lot. There are going to be multiple food trucks, all that are part of Spicy Green Book. And um, Spicy Green Book is an organization that focuses on black-owned business restaurant owners and food, you know, type of vendors. Um, right. And they, they give back to the community and help uh, provide resources um, for these black-owned businesses to, you know, grow their business and what have you. So Spicy mm-hmm. Green Book Food Market tomorrow from 12 to 7 p.m. at Connecta on Rosecrans. Here's the kicker. It's free. All you got to do. It's, it's free. free. You don't have to buy one thing. It's free. You can go taste all that delicious food, enjoy some of the entertainment. All you have to do is go on Eventbrite, um, type in Spicy Green Book, uh, and just register for that free ticket. They're just, you know, obviously trying to do a little crowd control. So super fun, mm-hmm. very different event. Um, also happening this weekend. It's a big, big, big volleyball type of weekend. The um, annual AVP Manhattan Beach Open is in Manhattan Beach. Yes. Uh, we had the pier ceremony yesterday. Um, recognizing the winners of last year, they get their on the Holly uh, the Hollywood uh, the volleyball walk of fame on the Manhattan Beach Pier. Um, super fun! All the competitive play starts today. You can go on the AVP Manhattan Beach Open website. Um, that event also is free. There is um, paid, reserved um, cabana boxes. All of that. Um, seating is sold out, I know, but you are welcome to walk up. You are welcome to, to partake in all the exhibitors and vendors and fun activities. You can even stand on the Manhattan Beach Pier and watch the play. So uh, today through Sunday, ADP Manhattan Beach Open and our Olympic gold medalist, April Ross and Alex Kleinman are playing super fun. Uh, Kim Riley, Riley Arts um, owner, had a little reception for April Ross 
and Alex Kleiman yesterday in her store. People could go in, meet um, the two gold medalists, take a picture and what have you. Um, but if you missed that, scoot on down to AVP and check it out. You can see the schedule of play on their website. But what a great weekend. And don't plan on driving and parking anywhere remotely close. Uh, to the beach or to the pier, I highly encourage you, you know, park far away and then come in or Uber or something. Um, parking is always <laughs> challenged. And on big weekends like this, it's very challenged. So AVP Manhattan Beach Open, don't miss it. Come on down all day for the next three days. Okay, so we've got spicy green book you can eat. Um, we've got uh, AVP. We also tomorrow have the annual big fundraiser for our friends over at Walk with Sally, a wonderful organization that raises money uh, for their mentoring program for children and families who have lost a loved one to cancer. Uh, Walk with Sally enters their life, pairs them with a mentor, uh, and they carefully pair the mentor and mentee. That mentor steps into the family and the life of the child or the children and helps mentor them through at least high school. Uh, I think every single one of them continues uh, mentoring them and being a part of their life into their young adult life. And a wonderful program. So the funds that are raised tomorrow night at the annual White Light, White Night fundraiser are key to funding that organization and providing that much-needed support for families who have lost a parent, um, you know, to cancer. Just um, a tragic incident that um, there's, you know, the rainbow at the end is White Light, White Night, and Walk with Sally. Uh, The event is sold out, like I said, but... Um, You can partake in the auction. Uh, The auction is open. They have a big silent auction. There is a live auction, but obviously I think you have to have tickets to be in person for that. Um, The silent auction is online. You can go to walkwithsally.org forward slash WLWN, as in white light, white night. So walkwithsally.org slash WLWN. the auction is open, pops up right in front of you. All you have to do is register, put in your credit card, <laughs> shop and browse, and bid. And you can even set, you know, your thresholds. If you really want that item, you can just keep on bidding. So um, that is tomorrow also. And there is one other super cool event that is a first for Manhattan Beach um, that I just love. It's the first ever poker run uh, in Manhattan Beach, and our guest today is here to talk about that, tell us all about his business, um, growing up in the South Bay, and the first ever Mars Cars poker run um, okay. tomorrow. So I won't, right. I won't give all the details. I'll let him do that, but it's a big weekend. I always say there is, and that's a family-friendly event tomorrow that we're going to hear about. That's a fundraiser, also another fundraiser, a fundraiser for the Manhattan Beach Education Foundation and also the Hermosa Beach Education Foundation. Um, if you don't want to wait to hear it from our guests, you can go on to marscarsllc.com forward slash poker run. See the details if you're running off the podcast right now. Um, but if you listen up or tune back in later, um, our guest today is going to tell us all about that and and the, the world of neighborhood electric vehicles. So it's a big weekend in Manhattan Beach. It's a big weekend. It's a big electric weekend. <laughs> very, very electric. <laughs> you're, you're so funny. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> All right. Um, shall we? Um, shall we let, our guest? Let's and, do it. And get talking? Let's do it. Okay. okay. Um, our, our guest today is Nick Villavilla. Nick grew up in Hermosa Beach, has been in the South Bay all his life, uh, attended the local schools, Miracosa, the whole nine yards. Um, He's uh, started a family here in Manhattan Beach as well as Mars Cars LLC. It's located on Sepulveda right next to Two Guns, the original Two Guns location. 
um, they sell. It's a dealership for neighborhood electric vehicles. Um, Nick started his career years ago fixing cars in his garage. He's the CEO, founder of Rogue Racing. Uh, he founded that back in January of 2010. He opened his first Mars car location down in Huntington Beach in Orange County in January of 2017. And then last year, during the pandemic, he was one of those bold entrepreneurs that decided to open a new business, and he swept in uh, when Big Walk uh, vacated the space on Sepulveda and moved down the street. And he swept in and grabbed that space and redid it, cleaned it up, and uh, opened Mars Car, his second location of Mars Cars here in Manhattan Beach. Um, we welcome Nick to the show. We're so happy to have you here. We can't wait to learn more about the poker run, about Mars Cars, your life, and um, – and the current state of neighborhood electric vehicles. Nick, welcome to the show. Hi. Good morning. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> or, it's great to be here. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, when, um, when you think about your – yeah, it's okay. When you think about your career and your, your company – what would you how would you describe your company's beginning middle and 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 we'll we won't talk about the end yet, but let's talk about the beginning and so, the middle what how would you describe your company uh, My company has kind of evolved over the last twenty five years and um I started prepping race cars when I was uh eighteen years old and mm-hmm. Through wanting to learn more about that, everything's aircraft this, aircraft that. So I ended up going to aircraft school and uh, getting my AMP license. So I'm a I'm a FAA licensed aircraft mechanic. Uh, and uh, right out of aircraft school, I started working for an for an engine controller manufacturer, and, I, and that's basically the brain of the engine. So um, we we made, we manufactured the circuit boards. We wrote the programs. Uh, I manufactured the the wire harnesses, which like I made the spinal column to run these racing engines. So it was always electrical from, from day one. Mm -hmm. And uh, I worked there for about 10 years and uh, ended up going off on my own. And that's when I, Mm -hmm. you know, the customer's, from the ECU business kept calling and, Hey, Hey, can you wire this engine? Can you wire this engine? And so I just, it evolved and I spent my last 2,500 bucks on materials and uh, started wiring these engines out of my garage. And then next thing you know, I needed a real brick and mortar building. And so mm-hmm. I went in on a building with my dad in Huntington beach because it's halfway between our two. He, he lives in Laguna beach. I live in Hermosa. And um, so it's, Huntington is exactly 26 miles between the two of us. And that's why the, that's how the business <laughs> ended up in Huntington. But after mm-hmm. um, five years ago, 2016, um, I work on these particular small engines called the Weber engines. And they're in a lot of high-end yacht tenders. And I'm the only guy west of the Mississippi that works on these things. And they, mm-hmm. Weber called me and said, hey, we just got bought by Textron. Um, you know these motors better than anybody. You, should, you need a dealership. And so within a day, Textron had people standing in my shop um, mm-hmm. and said, okay, we'll give you the off-road program. We'll give you the Weber boat program, but you have to take easy-go golf carts. And I'm looking, looking around going, golf carts what okay we'll we'll try it out and it just it, it just took off <laughs> i mean the and you know it wasn't until i brought my first one home to hermosa and realized that whoa i can i can invent parking with this thing like i can go over to a friend's house and and uh you know park next to their dumpster or kind of on their sidewalk little weird piece of concrete that's not really a parking spot but big enough for for an NEV and it's mm-hmm. just 
So okay, here we explain, are. Explain five years later. Explain those special terms that you use in your technical business. N E V. Explain that. So there's two there's two big ones. There's N E V and L S V. And the biggest distinction is an LSV is a low-speed vehicle. An NEV is a neighborhood electric vehicle. So, for example, gem car, like the gem cars we sell, those are low-speed vehicles, which means they follow a 50-page manual on federal safety standards, crash tests, all kinds of what the, what the windshield has to be made of, the exact material the windshield has to be made out of, the you know, where the seats, where the seat belts go over you, the, the braking load of the seat belts, the impact resistance of the cage, it has to withstand certain forces and stuff. So that would be an LS. Mm-hmm. That's a low speed vehicle. A neighborhood electric vehicle, according, is, is anything that comes from the factory with more than two seats is automatically not a golf cart. So it opens mm-hmm. the door to this neighborhood electric vehicle category, which means you, the consumer, have bolted on the minimum required safety uh, things like turn signals, seat belts, and they give you this, the, a light spec. It's basically one page and 13 or 14 requirements of what the car needs to have on it in order to be street legal. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a, it, it's, it's crash test liability. An LSV is crash tested, an NEV is not. An LSV, mm-hmm. the manufacturer's responsible for the car, an NEV, the consumer's responsible for the car. Mm-hmm. So, okay, it's. But yet they're both taxed the same. The fees are both the same. Um, they mm-hmm. have to, they, they have to follow the same rules. Uh, anything thirty five miles an hour and under is legal to drive when. Mm-hmm. Uh, an NEV or LSV on. Um, Sepulveda is legal to drive one of these cars on. Would I do it? Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. a little scary sometimes out there having having a business on the street and seeing what goes on on a day to day basis out there is interesting. But <laughs> uh, down, down by down by the beach, down by the beach is is mainly neighborhoods is the key word there and and beach parking right. and that that's the the huge benefit to these things and cost i mean uh operational uh uh operating costs are are minimal this is going to be a huge win for so many different companies small companies delivery vehicles yeah Can you talk a little bit about that yes yeah. Yes, the operating costs. I've had cars come in that were 10 years old that still had three quarters of the brake pad left. I mean, they really, mm. they cost a, I, you know, in the dealership, I mean, we have a dealership. We're constantly plugging cars in, right? Letting them charge overnight. Mm-hmm. I think my electric bill is like 250 bucks a mm-hmm. month, which isn't that much on the big mm-hmm. picture for an entire dealership. <laughs> so right. we're also... Right. We're also making, you know, we we make some pretty cool custom stuff to where we're addressing the delivery scene. I'm I'm working on something right now for a Postmates delivery box on an electric um, bike that we that we sell. That it's going to be big enough for a large pizza and maybe a couple other little things, but you know, you can't hear them. And so there's mm-hmm. no loud motorcycles running or racing around the neighborhood. They have no emissions, and you just plug them into the wall. They take very, very little uh, right. juice to operate. Right, 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 right. This is uh, this is the beginning, um, the beginning of the electrification of transportation. It has to happen at the high end, like you know, the the Teslas of the world, uh, and there are many different uh, vehicles vying for that part of the market but there's this other market at the nev level that i think uh is very underestimated in terms of its economic viability obviously dealers need to make money but um at at its 
core, it's about making neighborhoods safer and quieter and not so smelly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you, you go over to Catalina, and Catalina is, has like 25,000 golf carts on the island or something crazy. And yeah. at the time, they were really pushing gas because the electrical technology wasn't there. So there's, I mean, there's 30-year-old gas golf carts over there. And it reminds me of uh, the Autotopia ride at Disneyland, like all those gas engines (laughs) just constantly, (laughs) they're loud and they're noisy and just the smell of it. You know, when you walk, when you walk into that ride, you know, the smell and you, you know, you just know where you are. You'd be blindfolded and say, oh, I'm in Autopia, Disneyland. And that's kind of how Catalina was five years ago. It's getting better slowly. I keep putting a lot of electric cars over there. It's a huge market for us. Yeah. But just the lithium technology in the last five years has come light years. I mean, we've really made some major gains. And what that means is the lithium batteries, they're extremely lightweight and a lot of energy in a really small package. And so you're getting rid rid of these lead acid dinosaurs, lead acid batteries have been around for, you know, a hundred years. I mean, it's like, it's almost like the professor with the coconuts on Gilman's Island. That's, that's how, (laughs) that's how barbaric (laughs) the technology is. And then now we're actually using batteries that have, you know, that have management, computerized management systems built into them for, so they're all discharged Mm -hmm. evenly and they're charged evenly and they manage the cells. And if they don't, if they don't like something going on internally, they shut down. But at least the mm-hmm. computer tells us what's going on internally that they didn't like. So, um, right. There's just uh, and, and just the range because you're taking you know on some of these carts that we do conversions to, we'll take 500 pounds of weight out of a 1,200 pound golf cart, and that's huge right. as far as range is concerned because you're not lugging around 500 pounds and. You know, sometimes just that alone will almost double the range in a golf cart or in a NEV. So mm-hmm. um, we've wow. really come a long way. Wow. Wow. That's great. Now, I could ask you lots and lots of technical questions about NEVs and uh, LSVs and all of that, but people are more interested in excitement. I mean, I'm looking at your website, and there's some exciting things, including – I didn't really track with this um, the the electric vehicles from uh, where am I John? Oh, electric vehicles from Segway. Really exciting. Yeah, Segway. We carry we carry a few of those a few of Segway's line. They they have a lot of scooters and and. Uh, uh, the best seller for us from them is the electric dirt bikes. And that was the bike I was telling you about that we're doing, we're making all kinds of parts for and accessories. Um, mm. that's what we're doing. The, uh, the DoorDash, the DoorDash mm-hmm. box for, we're building, building for that bike specifically the X260 because the range is just amazing. Um, the, just the ride quality of the bike and just, Everything it's it stops. It goes up all the hills. It's it's very comfortable to ride. Um, in in extended range, you can get like seventy miles out of it, which is perfect mm-hmm. for uh, a pizza delivery or lo- just local local kid running around town delivering food. <laughs> I right. actually right. I actually right. delivered pizza myself for uh, for a local pizza restaurant down in Hermosa for when I was 16 years old until I was about 21 and it's good money and got me through school. And, <laughs> um, but if you can do that so without you're... using any, any, no emissions or, you know, it's that's amazing. So, so Nick, you're, you're working with DoorDash, you said to build some type of, you know, box delivery, food delivery box on the, uh, on the back of uh, the motorbike that you're, you're the Segway motorbike. Is that what you're saying? 
Yeah, I'm not working with DoorDash uh, directly, but it's what one mm-hmm. thing we had in mind for Postmates, DoorDash, whatever you you know, fill in the blank there. Um, just even mm-hmm. regular pizza delivery, but you know, sure. you don't. It, again, it's going to cut down on traffic, emissions, everything. So we're just doing that just out of necessity, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, we think we think once that's done, it's it's going to take off because it just lowers the I think cost of everything. Yeah. You know? Super cool. Um, um, Nick, I have questions <laughs> about, okay, two things. First of all, um, with the batteries being, you know, uh, the lithium batteries being uh, different in uh, the vehicles that you offer uh, and, you know, the technology obviously vastly improving over um, the last, let's just say, five years, how far can, you know, how long, how far can, um, one of the vehicle, like let's just say a four a four passenger vehicle, go. Um, yes. As you know, as, as people know, Manhattan Beach or Mosa Beach, we have a lot of hills around here. People go up and down all the time. You know, I know traditionally that used to really drain the batteries too. In um, maybe you know yes. some of the original versions of like the Gem Card. So, like you know, an average four seater. How long is that going to run? So it it depends. It's 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 a great question, and there's a lot of variables to it. Um, the at like our entry level car, which is called an Islander, is a 48 volt car. It comes with lead acid batteries. It the range on that in Manhattan Beach locally is going to be about 30 miles. Now we can take that same Islander and put our five kilowatt lithium battery pack in it and we can bump the range to about 65 miles. That battery is going to take 500 pounds of weight out of that car. And uh, it's, it's going to bump the voltage up a little bit. And uh, it also takes the maintenance out of it. So you don't have to add water to it every other month. You know, as you use these lead acid batteries, the, the batteries heat up, they cause evaporation. When you charge them, they heat up, they cause evaporation. Based on that usage, that's how often you should add distilled water to them to replace, you know, the, the electrolyte. So uh, some of the other some of the other eight kilowatt batteries, the larger batteries. I mean, you, it's not uncommon. Gem has an option with an 11 kilowatt battery that you can get 100 miles range out of a little four-seater, which is crazy. That technology was not there five years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely wasn't. That's amazing. So if, uh, if somebody spends a little extra to change the battery in the, you know, well, they can do it any time, but like in the beginning, right, they're going to yeah. save a lot more in, in the long run. Um on the battery, they're going to um, maximize their, um, the, you know, the travel time that they can use the vehicle. So a, a, a little upgrade is going to get you a lot of benefits is what I'm hearing. Yes. There's, there's two benefits to doing it right at time of purchase of the cart. One mm-hmm. is if we take the lead-acid batteries out immediately, um, you're not going to have any battery acid in your engine, in your uh, battery compartment and on the frame and on the wires. And that's the biggest thing. That's why you don't really see too many old lead acid battery golf carts hanging around is because over the, over time and over, uh, over, you know, usage, they, the fumes and the acid from popping the caps and filling just destroys the frames and the acid. I mean, it's, it's sulfuric acid. It eats everything. <laughs> so you're not going to have any battery acid on your, on the frame of your car, on the wiring, on your garage floor. So you're not going to have that mess that's associated with lead-acid batteries. Uh, the second one is you can destroy a lead-acid battery in a year and a half if you don't take care of them. They're, they're, um, they're very needy. Um, a lithium battery... That five kilowatt lithium battery, in the instruction manual, it says, just charge me once a year or once every eight months if you're not going to use the cart. 
And the warranty alone is five years, no questions asked, and they're very good about that. And you should get 10 to 12 years of battery, even if you don't use it. It doesn't matter. It's, it's just it's – very, it's a very robust package. Wow. wow. Okay. So why don't they just come that way then? Why do they even use the old style battery? Uh, that's a great question. If I don't have to bring a lead acid battery in my shop ever again, I never would. The, the acid just kills the <laughs> floors and it's, mm-hmm. it's dangerous. It burns holes in your clothes and your hands. It's, it's, it's nasty stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest problem right now is supply and demand. I can't get any lithium batteries till November, December. I, and I have a lot of them on order. I mean, the supply chain mm-hmm. is really, uh, it's, it's, not the, it's not the best thing right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that, yeah. that's, that's one. And even from the manufacturer's level, uh, easy, easy go. They can't get enough batteries to supply the amount of cars they produce. Mm-hmm. They're, they, yeah, I know. They make, yeah. they make more, they make more NEVs and LSVs than any other uh, manufacturer in the world. They make more easy goes than they do Club Car, Tomberlin, um, Jam Car. It, they're they're the leader, and they can't get mm-hmm. enough batteries. <laughs> And they've been they've wow. been doing it since 1953. Mm-hmm. They've actually built more electric cars than Tesla or Ford or any of the other any of the other brands combined. If you think mm-hmm. about it, mm-hmm. that, ninety thousand yeah, you know, a year. Yeah, we talk about this. The supply chain, you know, continues to be disrupted uh, thanks to um, the ongoing pandemic and. Um, I don't know when that's, you know, going to end, because even, even, even if the pandemic was in next month, which it's not going to, um, it's, that supply chain is like a delayed domino reaction. So I, I know, yeah. you know, we, we hear from you, we hear from, you know, other, um, like I know our friends at Manhattan Beach Toyota, you know, say the same thing. But even when you flip over to other businesses, you know, um, even clothing, even other things. I mean, the supply chain is just really uh, messed up. And I, unfortunately, I think it's going to be that way for a long time. So, well, um, yeah. thank goodness for people like you who are so knowledgeable about these type of batteries. And I'm sure the minute you have all those batteries that you've ordered in, they're probably all going to be um, yeah, used. <laughs> Vaporized. <laughs> you, know, you have to order more. Um, okay, let's talk about I w- safety. I will say one- Go ahead. Go ahead. I will say one of the one of the benefits that I see that of the supply chain being so bad is I've taken mm-hmm. a lot of my uh, international vendors off the table and created my own parts and started to use a, a lot of local machine cut machine shops and laser cutters and I just basically said I'm tired of waiting for parts from overseas I'm going to make my own it's a little more money not much but. Uh, mm-hmm. You know they're domestically made, and we're not. We're it's help just helping to get less reliant on on other countries. Yeah, so, well, that's, that's a good that's thing. My, that's my silver lining. <laughs> right. right. Uh, thank you for for that because there is a silver lining in, in in all of this. We just have to sometimes look a little bit harder for it. But good for you for uh, adapting yeah. like that. Um, okay, let's before we talk about uh, the poker run this weekend, let's. Talk safety. Yeah. That's always something that's of utmost importance, um, you know, well, hopefully to, <laughs> to people. Um, safety of the vehicles, but then also safety in, like, um, the, like the motorcycle, that, you know, that you've talked about, the delivery, you know, and other things. Um, you know, in Manhattan Beach, everywhere, it, you know, we always hear the bicycles, kids are riding them on the sidewalks and the wrong side of the street. And, you know, people, they're going fast without helmets on. And it's just, it's, and there's adults that do it too, um, you know, but yeah, uh, it's crazy. So let's talk safety. How, you know, it, how it safe are the vehicles? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and Hey, we were all kids once, so we didn't have electric vehicles when we were kids, but we had other things. So um, 
how safe are the vehicles? You know, um, obviously, if you wear the seatbelt, there's more safety involved. And then we'll flip over to, like, um, the smaller, like the, the motorbikes and scooters and all that, too. So talk about the safety in, you know, the, the vehicles. So the highest, safest car on that safety chain pyramid there, let's start with the LSVs. So the LSVs are crash tested. They do their part um, as far as, I like to think of it as a giant hamster ball you're driving around strapped to the inside of, to where if, it, if there is an impact and you're strapped into it, you're going to go flying in this ha- hamster ball and the, the bodily harm is going to be minimal. Um, there were some federal studies that were done on low-speed vehicles that helped determine the speed of what actually low speed should be, and that's how 25 came about, because at 35, and it was even 42 was even one of the numbers on the table. But at 42 miles an hour and at 35 miles an hour, uh, the ability to be injured and impacts at those speeds was a lot greater than at the 25 mile an hour limited speed. So there was, there was something Mm -hmm. like, I don't off the top of my hand, like 50% less injuries, 25 miles an hour versus the other two speed limits or variations of. And uh, I think that is kind of the magic number that helps the NEVs as well. Because at 25 miles an hour, you're not going to be driving on, or consciously you're not going to be driving on, although it is legal, like a busy street like Sepulveda at 4 in the afternoon. There's no way I would drive a golf cart because there's just way too many cars that are going way too fast, and you'd probably get run over. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, you know, driving up 2nd Street at the 400 block at Manhattan, there's... Mm -hmm. You know, at four in the afternoon, there's nobody on it. You're going to be doing 25 miles an hour. So that's why they they kind of push the neighborhood electric vehicle thing is that you're not out driving on the highway becoming a statistic of, of uh, you know, high-speed, high-impact crashes. You're only doing 25 mm-hmm. a block away from your house. <laughs> you know, so – and they're only going to be as safe as the person behind the wheel. Like uh, we had the chief of – of Seal Beach Police, um, and then there's this local Seal Beach golf cart club, and they asked me to speak along with the chief of police. And the chief of police in Seal Beach, not Manhattan, um, basically said, on the NEV thing, on the golf cart thing, we don't even care if they're registered. Just stop drinking and driving, and don't let your 12-year-old kids drive them, and we we don't even care. <laughs> basically what the seal beach police said in front of 300 people. So mm-hmm. it, I think those are the two, those are the two, I don't think, yeah, I think you need a driver. I, I know you need a driver's license, but I think that's a the better way to go is you have to have a driver's license to drive these things and don't drink and drive. And mm-hmm. I think, I think they'll be fine. Now, when it comes to the electric bikes, that was what I was referring to is way out of control. I mean, we've all seen three or four kids stacked on an electric bike with no helmets doing 35 miles an hour down Ardmore or, (laughs) you know, and blowing through stop signs. And I'm just terrified that those are hopefully not going to be my kids someday. But I think it, I think it starts at home. We need to we need to ha- we need to teach our kids that hey, this isn't cool, or hey, you have to stop at stop signs, you know, because they have something that we didn't have growing up. Like there wasn't electric bikes when we were growing up. We didn't have we had to pedal, and um, you know, it's <laughs> it, it's something that needs to be addressed. Maybe to, so, maybe even they- taught at the school level. I don't know. Right. That was that would be remarkable. So I'm curious, uh, Nick, the with the the bikes, electric bikes. What is actually the? Do you know the law? Like um, I know, do they do they have to file, follow normal 
bicycle rules, like they should be riding, yes. you know, like in the bike lane, side of the street. They can't, they should not be riding on sidewalks. But then when we enter into the electric, you well, know, um, then they're going 30 miles an hour, uh, whether it's in the street or on the sidewalk, God forbid. But I've seen, you know, kids doing it on the sidewalk in the reverse direction, and it's just a disaster waiting to happen, well, you know. And they're not wearing helmets, too. So what is that, that the law? That brings up that bring, brings up an interesting point is a class two electric bike and all of the electric bikes that are sold locally are legally only supposed to do twenty two or twenty six miles an hour i think I, I, mm. if I remember correctly so mm-hmm. um, again there's your low speed what the manufacturers are doing and not even the manufacturers it's it's the aftermarket as well. It is incredibly easy to take one of these bicycles that does 22 miles an hour and make it do 70 or 80 miles an hour, like incredibly oh, easy. You just buy, I mean, for 600 bucks, you buy a new controller and there's no limits on there. There's no federal regulations on that controller because you just bought a controller. What you do with it is your own kind of deal. Yeah. So to put it on your, you know, and these kids, they're smart. Like my, I'm, I'm scared. My kids are way smarter than I am. <laughs> they're going to be dangerous someday. But, um, you know, these kids are smart. They get stuff online and, you know, they, they can juice up their electric bike. that was only meant to go 22 miles an hour. And I'll see them doing, you know, like I said, 40 miles an hour down Ardmore with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know that I would, clamp down on the regulation, but I think it's important for the parents to know that, hey, um, my son just bought a new controller for his electric bike and now it does 60. Maybe I should teach him that running stop signs isn't cool. <laughs> you know, we <laughs> want him around a or, Yeah, because they don't have to have a driver's license to ride no. an electric bike. But yet, if you're riding a moped... No, and- then you have to have one, right? I, am I right on that? I, uh, I don't know. I think I for a think moped, you, you have I to have I think you have to have a learner's permit. Okay. I think you can ride a moped with a learner's permit. Oh, so at man, 15, I think just, you can ride a yeah. moped. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, uh, well. Something I need. Yeah, but there's all kinds of electric bike laws and classes, like uh, class one, class two, class three electric bikes, and you can look, you can look it up online. I don't have that information in front of me right now, but a class two mm-hmm. electric mm-hmm. bike is the most common one that everybody buys. And that's mm-hmm. the one that, yeah. And that's the one that can go anywhere. And legally it is allowed to be on the strand, you know? Um, now each city can write ordinances around it, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I yeah. think Newport needs well. to ban them from their but Right. Yeah, interesting. I think yeah, with um, Manhattan Beach did too, but you can you can click into pedal gear, not just electric gear. You know, when you're cruising through, like let's just say you're riding from Hermosa to El Segundo, you know, through Manhattan Beach, you just can't go. Yeah, I, I'm not sure the speed limit on the strand. I don't want to be misquoted, but I know it's, you're not supposed to be eight. in electric mode. Yeah, you're not supposed to be in electric mode. You're supposed to be in pedal mode. Let's just say that uh, when you're going through, you know, the city. But I know my one of my favorite stories, not so favorite, you know, good, bad, is I was, you know, coming out of my office, um, cruising home peacefully, watching the sunset on Manhattan Avenue. Uh, I like to take that route sometimes just so I can get a last glimpse of the ocean. And um, there's this kid just flying the wrong side of the street on the sidewalk, going so fast, no helmet on, and literally past every garage, every walk street as they come down there, you know, to towards the ocean. And he was going so yeah. fast that I couldn't catch up with him in a safe mix. I was going to be like, hey, like, and I don't usually do that, but it was, it was such a train wreck waiting to happen, you know? And I'm like, gosh, if one person pulls out of their garage, if one person walks down the walk street, especially if people like kind of roll down the walk streets at that point because there's the hills, I'm like, he's just, someone's going to plow into each other, you know? And I was literally just going to go, hey, (laughs) just try to to get him off guard to slow him down. And I couldn't, I, I was speeding up and it wasn't even safe for me because 
I was on Manhattan Avenue. There was other cars and things going on. 32 miles an hour. I finally got up to him. It took me to get 32 miles an hour to get to him. And I'm like, I don't even go 32 miles an hour in a vehicle on Manhattan Avenue. You know, it was just so sad. So, yeah. um, you know, oh, you and know, this, I, is, I, I this bet, is not an uncommon occurrence. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I bet you in a couple, you know, years there's going to be even more regulations on these things. But okay, let's switch to something oh, fun yeah. uh, and something talking mm. about. Kids. That's, that's our, there's our transition, talking about kids, and uh, maybe once these kids go back into school, we'll have less kids riding down the sidewalk at 32 miles an hour. Um, let's talk about yeah. your poker <laughs> run tomorrow and raising money for the Hermosa yes. Beach Education Foundation as well as the Manhattan Beach uh, Education Foundation. Tell us about the poker run, what it is, how you do it, um, and, and why uh, you're doing it. Okay. So the big, the biggest question, or the biggest thing I'd like to squash right now is I've had a lot of friends uh, that have never heard of a poker run before call, call me and say, hey, you know, I, I really don't play poker, so, uh, you know, how, how do I still participate if I don't play poker? Because a lot of people think that a poker run is just sitting around playing poker, and it's really not. It's like a scavenger hunt where you go to five locations around the South Bay. And I'll give you a couple of hints. They're all very close to the beach. So the whole route is basically right down uh, Manhattan Avenue, Hermosa Avenue, uh, Catalina, right, just right as close to the beach as you can physically drive. And you go to five different locations and they give you a card at each location. Then at one o'clock, when you go to the um, the after party, um, that's where you play your five cards that that you had. And the best hand, we we have prizes for the best hand, the worst hand, and second and third place, as well as all kinds of raffle prizes and and the the sponsors were really generous in their donations for for product and. Everybody who is a sponsor wrote a check to both uh, education foundations as well. That was kind of a, a stipulation of being a sponsor. So mm-hmm. it's, it gives people a use or something to do with their golf cart and not just go to dinner or, you know, um, take the kids to school. It's something that's, that could actually be, really fun i've i've done the whole course like three times and it's it's kind of a fun little drive that we created so it's going to be a great time <laughs> i love it now all right do do people do people have to have um an electric vehicle to or electric cart i should say to play along it's encouraged but uh, you know, at the end of the day, it benefits both schools, so it's it's not really one of those hard-pressed rules. I mean, you could do it in your Tesla, or you could do it in a regular car, or you could do it on a bicycle. I mean, I will say it is mm-hmm. about 18 miles, the whole thing, round trip. So on a bicycle, you're going to be pretty exhausted and looking forward to one of those tacos at the end. Um, <laughs> And there is, you know, that, you know, I asked, we have, we have a lot of the major manufacturers involved. We have Gemcar hosting a stop. We have uh, EasyGo hosting a stop. We have Garia, which is a a Danish made car hosting a stop. And uh, we have JBL Audio and Dive and Surf hosting a spot. And um, it's, uh, they all have their own giveaway prizes as well too so it's not just um going to be a great event it is going to be fun i think you might have just given away a little clue dive and surf is hosting a spot and yeah. <laughs> i was listening um and, and they're very close on yep. that route so hmm, maybe dive and surf is yeah, a location right, right i love yeah. it I, yeah. I i love it now very, uh, so technically guess. yeah okay but it's it's 18 miles round trip. Um, that wouldn't be so difficult yes. on an electric bike. So, um, yes, you know, it'd be great if and you don't pedal and get some exercise. Yeah, the fun thing about it, too, is you don't have to go to any of those stops in any particular order. 
Okay. And and then do they start so, so, at your location on Sepulveda at Mars Car? So they have to pick up something there yeah. or Yeah, you registration. Know, yeah. yeah, you have to pick up your your map and your card your card that allows you to play your hand on it's like a um it, it's yeah, it's, you you have to like one map is basically one play. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. your your hand is mm-hmm. played on that map. And so if you're going to be, if there's four people in a car and you want four hands, then you get four maps and that's what you play at each location. Okay. And, and the people pick those up tomorrow morning or if they've registered three days ago, do they already yeah. have it? Is, uh, uh, yes, nobody they pick nobody them up. has them yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. They pick them up the morning of the event and uh, mm-hmm. that's when we were collecting for the schools. And uh, that's just that's just a pass through. Um, a lot of the sponsors have really come through huge on on again with uh, covering the band and all the all the waters and sodas and and uh, all mm-hmm. the other stuff. Mm-hmm. El Gringo came through huge. They're catering this whole thing, um, mm-hmm. making sure everybody's fed and happy. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, uh, <laughs> people can get a cup of coffee at Two Guns before they head out. Uh, since they're they're your neighbor in the parking <laughs> yeah. lot, right? Get a yeah, little flat yeah, white I, I to go. Like, yeah, that's what I told Stan. I'm like, hey, have some tables set up in the parking lot because there's going to be a few people here tomorrow. <laughs> like, we don't want the line too far out the door. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> uh, like it is every they, morning. Uh, I know, but you know, I've told you that I, my favorite app favorite app on the planet is the two guns espresso app i order in advance and it's almost usually ready when i get there um okay enough about that this sounds super fun um joe we've got four minutes um you four know, for, minutes. Uh, closing closing thoughts and to wrap it up <laughs> well first I, of all it's it's it sounds like an amazing i do have a parking <laughs> idea i don't know if you guys want to hear about it um sure sure please if you if 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 the city of Hermosa or the city of Manhattan had LSV stickers or NEV stickers and they sold the stickers to local residents for 60 bucks, 300 bucks, whatever the price is, un, uh, unimportant. But by having that sticker, you as the LSV owner know the rules involved with that sticker to where you can pull into a parking spot and you have to leave room for two more LSVs, but that one's parking spot becomes an LSV parking spot. So there's room to park two more of these cars. So what that does is uh, gets way more uh, people to the downtown area without congesting all the parking and, uh, and or the beach. You know, you live east of PCH, you can go down to the beach, just look for an LSV spot, and there you go. Because if you're a non-local, you're not going to be driving in from Riverside in your LSV. And, um, you know, that's one of the benefits. We're, we're, us being the locals, you know, we pay the property taxes here. We should be able to enjoy our community. And um, mm-hmm. um, just well one, of the, well, uh, one of the benefits. Well, yeah, well said. We we pay the taxes. We should be able to enjoy our community. Um, well said. And yeah, I like that idea. That we're we're going to have to have a little conversation. Right. <laughs> we need to talk with the city. We're going to have a little – I'm going to set you up. We're going to have a little conversation yeah. with our traffic engineer and some other people. Okay. Now, Nick, we have <laughs> we're just, one we're just asking for a little velvet up. road treat. Velvet rope tree. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, maybe tomorrow at our ribbon cutting at so, 1 p.m. when the mayor is there, we can have that conversation because uh, we are doing yeah. a ribbon cutting at 1 p.m. Okay. We have about 45 seconds. Let's get some um, where people can find you, uh, your contact yeah. information, URL, how people get last-minute registration for the poker run. Ready, go. Yeah, we're at 250 North Sepulveda tomorrow morning, about 9, 9.30. Poker run's going to start about 10. That's when the stops are going to be open. 10 to 12.30, you need to start heading back to the shop to be back at the shop by 1. And the whole route, if you just tie a route, the whole route should take you about an hour to do. So it's it's you have three hours to do a one-hour route. So um, there's some dilly-dally time 
um, in that window or dilly dally cushion, if you will. So, and uh, it should be a great time. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, Joe. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's, uh, it's what a, what a wonderful, uh, uh, beach, you know, sort of business. What a wonderful business to be, uh, in the South Bay, uh, servicing the South Bay, providing transportation options, that are South Bay specific. Um, uh, great job, Nick. This is awesome. It, it's we we service cars from San Clemente to Malibu. If they all have the right. beach communities, so if it's if it's if it's one thing growing up in the South Bay has taught me, it's how to do beach well. <laughs> right. So I, got, I got the beach covered. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. It's it's wonderful uh, to to uh, have you on the show. I know lots of people are going to enjoy it. The beach run, the the poker run yeah. is going to be fabulous. Mars Cars LLC dot com. Mars Cars LLC dot com. Yes. Thanks very much, Nick, for yep. uh, joining us today. Yeah, thank you and for having me. Thank you, and Kelly. It was a great show. We'll have a great weekend. Thank you very much. Thanks, Nick, for spending um, time. I told you it would go fast. See, we're out of time, and I wish it zooms by. I really enjoyed the technical information, too. Even though I'm not a, a tech or a mechanic, I enjoyed listening to the difference um, between LSV, you know, NEV, all the different things. So um, thank you, Joe. Yeah. Have a great weekend, everybody. Go out and have some fun this weekend. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye. See everyone.